This is the Final Round Podcast, coming to you live from the FingerLakes1.com studios in downtown Seneca Falls, New York. And now your host, Chris Marquardt. Try that one more time. <laughs> Episode number 74 on deck, coming to you here on a Wednesday, shifting gears on what our, uh, what our schedule should be. Everything was uh, a little quiet there. but uh, It's because it's Wednesday. Yeah, it's Wednesday. It's windy. Uh, did you hear the footsteps over our head? No. For, yeah, there's something's crawling around up there. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting for the everything to start falling apart here. I was going to say, we got uh, a drop ceiling in here waiting for it to crash. Yeah, it's either going to crash through or it's going to find some wiring to snack on, and all of our internet connections <laughs> are going to go down. Yeah, it's uh, uh, Tyler Haleen joining us here this evening for this one uh, as we celebrate Thanksgiving. How was your week? Yeah, I can't complain. How about yours? Been Look, busy. Looking forward to Thanksgiving yourself. I'm I'm looking forward to a couple of days away from school. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. It's uh, I guess the nice thing is that uh, well, up until tonight, the weather's been pretty nice the last couple of days. So anybody doing some travel, uh, hopefully, gonna get themselves safely to their destination and have a nice Thanksgiving. And if they're traveling right now, they're probably still doing okay because it's not horrible outside at the moment. Wouldn't want to be traveling in the Midwest right now. Uh, I heard it was pretty nasty. Yeah, yeah I Colorado, heard was... Colorado is is rough. Yeah, and I know, uh, and it's coming. I would say that obviously the company I work for, Banner, is based out of Minneapolis, and I know that they said that they had uh, like six inches of fresh snow this morning too. So I'm sure it's just a joy for Thanksgiving Fantastic. weekend. It's going to make make travel tough for them, and that's going to be our way. I think we should, we should be seeing the front edge of that like Sunday. So Buffalo should be um, Buffalo should be a real treat after that thing comes across and gobbles up all that moisture from <laughs> Lake Erie. Well, that's one more reason to have the show on a Wednesday rather than on Thanksgiving Thursday because we we can miss all that. Hopefully, <laughs> well, I, I I don't want to miss any of the football games. There should be some good football games on on Thursday and and a better one coming up on Sunday with Baltimore playing San Francisco. That should be. One to watch. Oh, that should be a good game. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I mean, Super Bowl I, preview. I hope. I have said I'm not going anywhere for Thanksgiving for the last four months. Once I knew that the Bills were playing on Thanksgiving. That's right. So, yeah, it is what it is. Yep. Uh, I'll be sitting on the couch watching football and eating. That's my plan uh, <laughs> for tomorrow. Uh, it's the same place where you carve your pumpkins and do your podcast. Exactly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So, bit of news, uh, drag racing news that uh, I didn't know if we had covered, and you said that we hadn't. Uh, so they Lancaster officially. So their banquet is in a week and a half, uh, Friday, December seventh, I think. Okay, it's a week from this Friday. I think it's the seventh. Um, if it's a Friday, it's the sixth. Okay, then it's the sixth. If it's uh, Saturday, it's the seventh. So they also announced their Wall of Fame inductees for the year, which are going to be Mike Janis, Jim Salemi, and Dan Delaney. So we've had uh, Dan Delaney on the show. We haven't had Mike or Jim on the show, but I'm going to work on both of them while uh, I am giving the induction speech at uh, uh, for Mr. Delaney at the banquet, and we'll see if we can get... Uh, uh, Mike and Jim to come on the show at some point in time. So both of those guys, uh, a, a lot of credentials. I mean, both raced at Lancaster, cut their teeth at Lancaster. Jim went on to do uh, great things with regards to his chassis shop and building pro mods and top sportsmen for people all over the world. And uh, Mike, obviously, I don't think needs any introduction probably on this show. Two-time pro mod world champion. Can't really argue with that person being inducted into the Hall of Fame. It's easier the second time, right? I don't know. <laughs> I, I've heard that it's. I heard it's more difficult the second. It's more difficult to repeat. But uh, I would say this year he did well. This year too, I think they finished. I want to say third this year. Yeah. Um, I mean, at this point, he's a perennial contender, right? right. You know, top ten finisher. As long as they go to the races, they're going to be in it. But uh, yeah, so it should be uh, should be interesting. Uh, should be fun. Uh, now I got to write a speech. Uh, to induct uh, Mr. Delaney. Sounds like a good project for post-production. 
I'm thinking uh, it'll be a good uh, project for Friday, maybe Saturday this week while I'm sitting around and really don't have a heck of a lot to do. So. <laughs> Jerry, you get your leaves all taken care of? Leaves are taken care of out at the curb. Now the question is, will the town ever come and pick them up? You live in a part of town where they come and get them for you. You just got to make the pile or do you have to put them in bags? No, no, you just got to make the pile. And, yeah, they come out and vacuum them up. And we don't get a lot of services from the town, but they do uh, vacuum our leaves up and pick our sticks up. But uh, that's about it. I, I don't like that where you just pile the leaves up because then all the wind blows and it blows all those leaves that are in piles at the street, down the street into the storm drains and then they all back up oh yeah the streets flood well yeah and i will say that uh i mean i was conscientious enough to make sure that i piled my leaves up so that they did not cover the gutter um of course i think it was you know neighbors on either side of me you know pulled the leaves right out to the street right into the gutter i'm like hmm okay guess whose front yard's gonna be flooded (laughs) And uh-huh. and the other thing that I hate is guess whose house faces to the west. So all my neighbors pile their leaves up in front of their house, and then they blow over into my yard, and yeah. guess who gets to clean them all up again? So. <laughs> we, we, we live at the top of the street. The wind blows up the street, and then right. it comes across the field across from us. So we get it from two directions. It's like the end point. Yeah, love, love cleaning up leaves uh, endlessly, especially yeah. those that aren't mine. But uh, I'm trying to return the favor to my neighbor behind me. So You're just going to blow them all into his yard? Yeah. Cool. If he is, he's one of those guys where he has his John Deere lawn tractor, and if there's one leaf on his lawn, he's out there with the lawn tractor vacuuming it up. So mm. he's uh, he's hating me right now. Mm. <laughs> Get the electric blower out and just keep pumping it into his. <laughs> <laughs> I don't intentionally throw the leaves on his lawn, but it's, I'm not in a big hurry to go out there and get them. So it's he like complained too much about how loud the headers were on. The Corvette, and now you're just dumping all your leaves on his lawn, starting a little neighborhood war. He has not complained. Well, he hasn't complained yet to my knowledge. (laughs) Though I will say he's not making any friends with his neighbors around him, uh, basically running the tractor uh, uh, 12 times a week, uh, you know, two times a day to get the very last leaf off his lawn. It's not a golf course. It's it's for those guys that got nothing better to do. I suppose. They could always... Sit on that couch and write speeches. It could. <laughs> He'd rather ride, I guess, you know, since he doesn't have a race car, I guess riding the John Deere is how he gets his kicks. Well, Tyler's got a race car. He does. Tyler's got a race car, and he did a very good job with it this year, coming up with a second-place finish in the 2019 TNT Super Series final point standings. Congratulations on that, Tyler, man. Welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. How's it going? It's going well tonight so far, avoiding the wind and, and getting ready for Thanksgiving. How about you? Uh, doing the same, actually. It's quite uh, windy out today. I say I was glad you were able to uh, join us. I wasn't sure that, uh, um, you know, with the schedule switching to Wednesdays, I thought, uh, well, as soon as Chris and I decided to switch to Wednesdays, Wednesdays basically for the month of November, I, uh, you know, I think I messaged you right away because, unfortunately, Thursdays don't work for you because you're taking classes at night on Thursdays, right? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, and then uh, for tonight, I'm like, man, I hope Tyler's available because, uh, you know, being the night before Thanksgiving, I figured there'd probably be a whole bunch of people that wouldn't be available. So, yeah, I'm glad uh, yeah. you're able to make uh, take an hour out of your evening tonight and join us. Absolutely, absolutely. So you ended up second overall. Is that uh, your best finish in uh, in the TNT? Yeah, um, I only started about three years ago, and my first year I finished ninth. Uh, last year I was able to finish fifth, and this year I was finished second. So been creeping up on it ever since. So it's pretty good. Oh yeah, you're definitely trending in the right direction, right? Absolutely. Now I would say the last uh, the last weekend there going into the weekend i'm pretty sure pete maduri was first going into the weekend right yeah i was saying now where were you i guess going into the weekend at that point in time i want to say i don't i'm not 100 percent sure but i want to say it was fourth okay yeah i want to say it was it it was going to be a dog fight between the first and all the way to like sixth place or something like that i mean it could go anyone's way and if i remember correctly did you run her up friday night or did you win friday night um, Saturday night I won. All right, you won Saturday night. Okay. 
<clears throat> I remember one of the nights you went pretty deep into the rounds. I wasn't sure how uh, how deep it was, but it was Saturday night. You ended up winning that race. Yes. Yep. And was that the was it's that a, was that your only win of the year? Yeah. I uh, saying, we struggled for a lot up until about the fourth of July mark, and then from there we just went. We were pretty steady, and then we were finally able to finish it off uh, the last weekend. That's funny because uh, um, kind of a. Kind of a tie-in, I guess. Dan Delaney actually posted, as we were talking about the inductees on Facebook, he posted results back from, like, 1983 for Supergas. And uh, you look at the names in there, and it was, you know, Wayne Ford and Mark Schifferly and, uh, uh, boy, I'm trying to remember who else, Mark Herbold and some of the other guys. I mean, guys that you would know, too. And uh, yeah. you, go up to, you go up to basically heading into August, and it would, the points would have been very close. Basically, there was a bunch of guys that had two wins apiece. And then come August 1st, Mark Schifferly won like eight out of the next ten races. <laughs> so if you're going to get hot, uh, that's a great time to get hot, right? Absolutely. I would say, I mean, there's always going to be guys that, uh, you know, drop out for one reason or another. I mean, you might, might have guys that have mechanical problems and uh, aren't able to continue or, um, you know, just schedule-wise, whatever it is, they, they just can't keep going. So, yeah, I mean, if you can just kind of hang in there and keep yourself in a position to strike, um, yeah. yeah, hitting the last half of the season uh, on a hot streak is a good way to do it. Absolutely. Now, your car, your Maverick, that's a Maverick, right? Correct. Okay. Just want to be 100% sure. I was fairly certain it was. Uh, Chris yeah. was asking me, I'm like, yeah, that's a Maverick. Uh, it, it's funny because they used to be pretty common, and uh, I guess I'm kind of showing my age. I mean, Vegas, too, right? You used to see a lot of Mavericks and Vegas a out there. A lot of them, yeah. And uh, you don't see that many Mavericks anymore. No, I think there's maybe one or two floating around the area other than mine. And even that you don't see very often. Now, your car, uh, do you know, the? what's the history, I guess, behind your car? Uh, I do know it's an ex-pro stock car. Uh, it possibly could have came from Barry Poole or Brian Poole. I don't know who it is, um, from up in Canada. Okay. Uh, we bought it off of Mike Mitchell's back in 2007 it was the old primetime car oh and that's basically all i kind of remember from it i mean i'm still young so i don't really remember much but i would say uh yeah you're you're still a pretty young guy uh compared yeah. to us old geezers sitting in the studio here <laughs> <laughs> now when what did what did you do to the car since you bought it uh we put a well i had a small block chevy in it we switched to a big block ford Oh, you uh, did. It. Good for you. Yep. Good for you. <laughs> it's a big box Ford. Um, and repainted it yellow. I mean, that's pretty much, everything else is pretty much the same. So it didn't need, it didn't need a lot of work. Nope. And I would say Chris was asking, well, as Chris and I were talking about it before the show, you know, my recollection was that, you know, your family has always run Fords. Yes. That yeah. is correct. Okay. Now, you had was it your dad that had the Mustang before you? Uh, that was my grandpa. That was your that was your grandpa. Okay. Yep. So I actually I mentioned uh, that I to Chris earlier today that I thought you might have been a third generation racer. Yep. That's uh, that's, that's pretty really cool. cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So I guess I, that that being said, I'm assuming that your grandpa got into racing first, then. Yeah, way back when, like, Niagara Drag Strip was around, yeah. he got into it. And uh, was the, were the cars always named the same? Yes. Okay. Yeah, each car is a different, they were all diehards, yep. and each car was a different number. All right, so is yours diehard, it can't be diehard three, right? No, uh, three is the Mustang, I want to say it's a no, four is a Mustang. This one, I think, is five. Okay. Yeah, this one's five. If the Mustang is number four, what happened to the first three? <laughs> uh, that was my grandpa's way back one was one, two, and three. Him and his partners way back, way back one. Wow. Were, yeah. all, of, were all four of those Fords, or were the first three all Fords as well? I think two of them were. I think one of them might have been a Dodge. Yes. Good choice. 
<laughs> yeah, and I will say that I remember seeing pictures, you know, that people posted online, right, of those cars. And yeah, think, they're fooling around there. Yeah, and, and thinking to myself, it's like, Jesus, that, well, initially before I knew you guys, it's like, is that the same family? It's like, yeah, it's the same family. That's pretty cool that uh, you, know, yeah. you guys have been racing uh, all these years. And uh, um, so I'm guessing then your your grandpa got your dad uh, interested in drag racing at some point in time because your dad probably grew up out of the track with your grandpa. Yeah, yeah my dad started, he actually had an old Ranger way back probably like 90s i want to say 90s early 2000s okay and he raced that for a while and uh i mean everybody i guess uh, in your family generally all pretty much racing locally um yeah pretty say, much yeah. um my brother and sister drove juniors for a while and they since stopped but um that's pretty much it everyone else it's pretty much local. Now, your brother and sister, uh, so you're the only one in your family, the only sibling in your family, I guess, that uh, had interest enough to keep going? Yep. Yep, my brother played uh, hockey. Hockey took over his life, and uh, my sister just chose to stop racing. So. Yeah. Now, did you race juniors as well? I did. <clears throat> I drove for, I want to say, 10, 10 years or so. Oh, so you started real young then. Yeah, I started at nine. That's okay. when I started. That's, uh, you know, I have to say that's crazy to me. I know we've talked about it on the show before, just that, uh, you know, when I was, you know, eight years old, if some, such a thing had existed, you know, I would have, uh, you know, done anything to race a junior dragster at eight years old. And, uh, you know, that just didn't exist. So I had to basically sit around and wait till I turned 16 to be able to go uh, race. So is that a picture of? This is from July of, two, or excuse me, June 2009. And this is the rhino lining on the side of a white junior dragster. And the nose of it says Die Hard 6. And is that you, Tyler? That was, yeah, that was probably, that was probably my first one. If it was white, wow. yeah, it was definitely my first junior. <laughs> right? It's pretty cool. Do you know how old that makes me feel? <laughs> and it was 2009. Right. It wasn't that long ago. It was not that long ago. Uh, yeah, that is crazy. Um, yeah, yeah. Two, 2009, for God's sakes, I was just about 40 years old. Um, and <laughs> Tyler was two foot tall and uh, raising a junior dragster. That's incredible. Uh so I'm assuming, obviously, since you're still doing it, that you've always uh, just enjoyed it and being out at the track, and that's why you, you decided to keep going. Yeah I, yeah, I love the people around there. I met a lot of great friends through there, and I've always just enjoyed it. It's, what it's kind of in my blood. I would say another this, picture. This is from 2010. This is a year after. This is at... at uh... Uh, it's it's either his uh, feature win or a kid's birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's you guys standing in the winner's circle at uh, at Lancaster, which at the time was Duntire Raceway Park. So 2010 black dragster with uh, green and white stripes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it looks like from the picture that I can see here, it looks like uh, you're in your driver's suit at, at yeah, that point. Holding the plaque. Probably. And this was uh, winning the second chance race from June 29th, 2010. Wow. Uh, does that picture actually make you feel older because the track had the old name? Yeah. <laughs> well, the, yeah, the crazy thing is that, uh, you know, I consider, you know, those, well, number one is you look at the pictures, right, and you can tell that those are modern pictures. Um, you know, you know, if you showed pictures of his grandpa's car, it's like, okay, it's black and white. It's from Niagara. It's like, all right, that's from a million years ago. But, yeah, looking at those pictures, I'm like, what was that taken yesterday? Um, <laughs> you can just tell, but yeah. And at the same time, it's like I know darn well that I am, you know, I was, I'd really at that point we stopped racing at Lancaster. I really hadn't raced at Lancaster regularly since probably two thousand ish. So still going out there to spectate and help people, but uh, yeah, it's crazy that uh, that just wasn't that long ago. 
Um, yes. Now, did you hop into your grandpa's car? Did, did you, was your dad still racing at that point in time or no? Hang on. Oh, I wait. have a picture no, for that. Um, <laughs> I actually hopped into my dad's car. Okay. Yeah, so he felt more comfortable putting me in that than the Mustang. Yeah. But it was just generally a safer car. I mean, it was a better built car. So that's kind of what he kind of felt was good for me. Yeah. And I was just comfortable in it ever since, so... This right yeah, here is okay. the Die Hard 5, and you can notice in the window, it says uh, Rich Helene yep. right there, and you can see standing next to the proud family in a baseball cap and glasses, there's Tyler, Yep. and this is in Victory Lane going back to 2011. Okay. So, so how that's, long... That's so, the car that... That Tyler is driving, yeah. Now, did you say you bought the... Your family bought the Maverick in 2006? 2007. Okay. Yeah, 2007 is when we bought it from Mike Mitchell. And was it, uh, has, has the family been competing that car basically since 2007, kind of off and on? or? Yeah, it, uh, well, my dad drove it from 2007 all the way till I started driving it. So, yeah, it was in, oh, okay. It was running that whole time. And when did your dad, uh, I guess, uh, did he sell the truck that he had that he, he kind of first started in? Yeah, actually, funny story, the, the truck actually went to Australia. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, the truck got sold to Australia. We bought Mike's car, well, the Maverick. Yeah. And at that time, Mike's brother, Mark, was selling his ProMod car. And right. And went to Australia at the same time. So it's kind of a weird scenario, but... Was it just by coincidence that both cars went to Australia, or was that like a package yeah, deal? Yeah, it was just weird. Huh. Very strange, but it's kind of funny. Yeah, it is kind of funny, actually. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, uh, Mark's car was uh, was beautiful. Uh, that was a that was a cool car. Um, I would say it said Rude Stewed on the side, uh, Chris. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a neat car. I mean, you could definitely still find pictures of it. Uh, um I think that, and it's funny again, you know, kind of tying in. I'm pretty sure that that car came out of Jim Salemi's shop. It could have, yeah, very well could have. I think. Well, is Mike still working for for Jim? I think he is. Uh, yeah, I'm not 100 <laughs> percent sure. Yeah, so I think Mike Mitchell is still working for Jim Salemi. Um, and when Mark had that car built, um, I'm pretty sure that, that Jim built that car from scratch for Mark. So when that was commissioned, that was that was pure race car with a body. Yes. Right. Yep. It's yeah. not like they were doing anything. And boy, I mean, if you were to ask me what year, I mean, I would guess it was probably the... This is what happens when you get old. Yeah. I'm going to say the mid-90s. Yeah. Um, and I'm not a Studebaker baker expert at all i'm gonna say it's like a 53 studebaker or something like that um and uh but yeah definitely purpose built to be a pro mod top sportsman car sure. and uh yeah no expense spared and it was uh, it was a nice car um yeah unfortunately mark got hurt um he ended up getting burned um pretty badly and you know about the same time that the car was being built and you know, because of it, he uh, was really never able to race the car regularly. Right. Um, but cool car for sure. Hmm. Absolutely. Now, how did uh, how did your dad's truck end up going to Australia? Was it just a put an ad in National Dragster and some I'm guy from Australia calls? I'm not sure, but I I do believe it was put on racing junk, and he just got a phone call, and next thing you know, he's going to Australia. <laughs> That's I was, uh, yeah, I was. Obviously, young, so I really like recall most of it, but that's from what I was kind of told. Well, I would have thought that uh, if it was going on racing junk, that uh, at the time that you probably would have had the skills and uh, probably put the ad up for your dad, right? Yeah. <laughs> now, does your grandpa at the time, or or even now, do you guys still have the Mustang as well? Yeah, the Mustang sit in the garage. Uh, he actually just had it running last year, where he fired it up for the first time in forever. And wow. uh, might come out with it next year. Might not. We'll see what happens. But now, is that car is that car fast enough to run ten ninety or seven zero in the eighth? Yeah, it's uh, it actually will go five eighty in the eighth. Oh wow, that's a lot faster than I thought. <laughs> yeah, um, 
right now, I mean, kind of the plan. If it happens, it happens. If not, it doesn't. But to add a delay box and put a throttle stop on it and have two cars running in TNT, so yeah. which would be kind of cool. Yeah, that'd be very cool. Uh, well, I guess uh, we haven't. Uh, go ahead, Chris. Does he still have tabs on his original diehard car? Uh, I don't think so. No. Don't know whatever happened to that. No, one. I don't think so. I, I don't know whatever happened to that. See, so, now that that would be cool. Because you're old. Nothing <laughs> cool to find who has it. Yeah, it, well, it'd be cool to find out who has it and uh, buy it and bring it back to the family, right? That's what uh, happened to absolutely. it. Absolutely. Uh, that's really that's a that's a fast Mustang. It is a fast Mustang. <laughs> I will say that. I mean, I, I thought. I mean, to be perfectly honest, I thought that the car was a mid six second car. Um, so I mean, I, I was pretty sure it was fast enough to run TNT, but I didn't realize it could run fives. Um, yeah, it's uh, well, it had the last time he ran it, it had a different motor in it. Then he put a four eighteen stroker motor in it. And that that motor is actually really healthy, and it will go five eighties absolutely. Yeah, I say we haven't announced it yet officially, but I'm pretty sure next year for the Western York Super Rod Association that we're going to switch to a five tenths pro tree. So it'll still be six forty index in the eighth, but going to a five tenths, trying to entice more guys that have faster cars, but can't necessarily hit a five ten or four tenths pro tree to come uh, race with us. So maybe we'll get your uh, grandpa yeah. to come race with us. Yeah, absolutely. We might even come out to Maverick and race with you guys. Well, I figured that, uh, I mean, yeah, the Maverick's certainly fast enough. I figured you, you might be interested to do that too. Uh, um, yeah, absolutely. So, and that's what we're hoping. We're hoping that, you know, going to a five tenths pro tree, you know, entices, like I said, a few more people to come, uh, to come race with us. Uh, um, so we'll see, but, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Getting back to, uh, I guess, the uh, family history. So check this out, right? Yeah. So you're talking about family history. Yeah. This was. Uh, it's a little low. Sorry, we can get that out of the way. There we go. So this was from 2011, July yep. 2011, and Tyler and one of your siblings won, but I can't tell. But it was it was three. Helene's won in a span of a week because Rich had won with the Die Hard car the week before. Okay, so that was. That I do was remember cool. that. Yep. Yeah. Who else won I that do night? Remember that. It was uh, my dad won Friday night, and then Tuesday we raced with the juniors, and I want to say either I won the regular race, or my brother won the consolation race, or vice versa. So it actually was. Yeah, it was actually really cool. That is really neat. <laughs> I would say it was probably around that time that everybody started uh, hating the the Helenes, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little too much winning going on there. Uh, uh, so, I mean, I guess uh, now your, your dad is just content, for the most part, just helping you? Yeah, he, um, he helps every once in a while as much as he can. Um, right now it's mainly just me and my grandpa. But, I mean, he comes out every once in a while. Yeah. Helps what he can do. So we got a question coming in from one of our listeners on Facebook that is asking for more information on the engine combination. Because, sure, you took, the, you took the small block Chevy out, and that's, that's the common motor you see. But you don't see people making that change to, in turn, go to a, a big block Ford. So they're, they're asking more along the lines of what you started with with the car and its original OEM displacements to what you punched it out to where it is now. Uh, so we actually bought the car rolling. Mm. Um, it was just set up for a small Mike block. Had it, when Mike had it, it was a small block Chevy. And now we've always been Ford people, so right. we put the 514 big block Ford in it since the day we had it. Gotcha. A 514. So what is the what is a 514 big block Ford based off of? A 460? Uh, the 460, yes. Okay. Um <laughs> And then I'm guessing it's board and stroke to get that kind of cubic inches out of it? Yes. Yep. And all it took was cubic dollars. Uh, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> and I, well, I mean, I, I guess, uh, so who's doing your motor work for you then? I mean, are you guys doing uh, it? or? No, Matt Schaff from Performance. Oh, yeah. Rochester. Yeah? He's doing them. Okay. 
So when you're looking at that project, do you start looking around to see who's good with Ford engine so that they know how far they can push it they know the blocks and things like that or is it just a general uh, general engine shop and and if they got a good reputation away you go uh they we've done some research and we knew that they're pretty good with ford motors mm -hmm. so we figured if they're good with ford motors and put our hands and like just give it to them and sure. that was actually worked out really good for us so we were happy yeah, I know. I've uh, so I mean, we've had Jeff Jackson on the show with his Super Street Mustang from out west, and you know he runs a Ford, and his family's always run Fords as well. And I will say that uh, yeah, the Ford stuff is kind of unique. I mean, you can find guys that can build a decent Chevy motor. I, I you know I don't want to, I guess, devalue the skill because I can't do it. But you know that's definitely more of a dime a dozen than it is to find a guy that can build a high quality Ford product. Um, Absolutely, I mean you see Chevy motors left and right. You don't really see Ford motors that often. Right, right. We had a couple guys running 360 Sprint cars with um, Roush Yates power plants in them, mm -hmm. which was kind of cool to see. But it just we get in this conversation a little bit in some of the other forms of motorsports that we're in and around, and it's always Chevy's the best because it takes the abuse and they're mm -hmm. the cheapest. That's they're the it, most right. common. You can get to them, whatever. Yeah. And and it is rare to see a Ford in any of that stuff. Uh, every every here and there, you'll see a Chrysler power plant. You know, one of the small block guys was running a 360 Chrysler a couple of years ago, and, and, and you see big block Mopars and, and, and the, the small block Mopars and the drag racing circles, but the Fords, like, they're just they're not as common no they're not as common and uh there's definitely no doubt that if you're going to run a ford you're going to spend more money to do it um so i mean Whoops, it's I hit the wrong uh, <laughs> i blocked you out i'm sorry <laughs> no i don't care i mean they, this people, isn't even pe working people don't need to see I me think, i think the mouse that's upstairs so i chew through this this <laughs> thing isn't working at all i don't think <laughs> well like i said people don't need to see me uh but yeah i mean there's there's no doubt to to, to make a ford that there are specific tricks that you're going to do to make a Ford go fast and make power. And you're definitely going to spend more money to do it. There's, there's no doubt about it. Uh, um, I'm, you know, I'm not a Ford guy, obviously. Uh, but, um, I, I have to say that I appreciate, really appreciate the guys that if they're going to, if you're going to own a Ford, put a Ford power plant. In. If you're going to own a, a Dodge or, you know, Plymouth, put it, put a Dodge or a Plymouth, uh, power plant in it for God's sakes. Uh, and, it's not to say that uh, I dislike people that, you know, do the uh, Frankenstein cars where they have a, you know, Chevy and a Ford. But like I said, I just can, I can appreciate the guys that my, in my mind have the power plant and drivetrain match the, uh, you know, match the car style. The, Absolutely. I agree. Kyle Loveland is the one that just asked that question. He says he's taking all that information back to go educate his shop teacher after the Thanksgiving break. <laughs> now, transmission-wise, are you running, I don't even know, I mean, would it be a C6? No, it can't be a C6. Uh, a two-speed uh, power glide. It is a power glide that you're using. Okay, it well. It is a power glide, yeah. And uh, all right, so I now i got to take some points away because you went to the Chevy transmission. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So. Yeah, they they do. I, I mean, I, honestly, I'm not even like I said. I don't even know really what. If there's, I'm sure there's somebody out at the track that's got a fast Ford that's probably running a Ford transmission. I just don't know. I, I mean, it's absolutely that, yeah. That is not my area of expertise. And does it have a Ford nine inch in it as well? Yeah, that and that makes sense. Um, if you didn't have that, uh, well, I mean. My car's got a Dana in it, but it's it's pretty much you pretty much you got to run a, a, a Ford nine inch or a Dana. But I mean, if I had my choice, I mean, I wouldn't have a Dana in my car. I'd have a Ford nine inch in my car too. Eight three quarter Chrysler rear. Uh no, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chevy ten bolt or a twelve bolt. Yes, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> the nine inch, the nodular nine inches are so nice. It is so nice to be able to take the center section out and work on the ring and pinion on the bench compared to being underneath the car or trying to do all that stuff. It's like I said, if I had, if, if my car, if I was starting from scratch, it'd be a four nine inch in my car for sure. Does the, which, Absolutely. which Dane is in yours? 60. And is that, is that fairly easy to access? I'm trying to remember what the, what the combination on that one was. Cause this Chrysler had some Dana stuff 
in their uh, in their trucks, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what the Dana sixty was. It was a truck rear yeah. end. Um, so I mean, those e- aren't bad. Well, I mean, just on the ground. You're still on, yeah. I mean, if unless you have a lift, which I don't, yeah, you're on a creeper basically uh, underneath the car trying to work on it. Aside from taking out, I don't know what it is, the ten bolts and putting the center section on the bench and working on it. I mean, it's it's a no brainer. Not to mention the fact that if you want to change gears and uh, with a four nine inch, it's like you have two center sections. And it's like, eh, let's let's run the you know four sixty eight gears today. Okay, take the one out, bolt the next one in, you're done. Uh, five five minute job, um, ten minute job when you put oil gear oil in it, I guess. Um, so yeah, that's just not the case with the with the Dana. That's why you're Jason Oldfield and not Jason Amato, I guess. That's exactly correct. That's exactly <laughs> correct. <laughs> so, Tyler. So now, how long you've been racing the the Maverick on your own? Uh the Maverick. I started in 2015. It was my first year out with it. Okay. And that wasn't a full year, but my first full year, obviously, was going to be 2016. Okay. And uh, so you were racing, you were running your dad's truck before then? No. I um, I was in the junior before. I hopped right out of the junior right into the Maverick. Oh, really? Right out of the junior right into the Maverick. No kidding. Uh, Ten yep. years' experience at that point. Yeah, I mean, and I'm sure that's the other crazy thing too is the junior. I mean, I'm sure your junior was going 790 in the eighth, right? Oh yeah, and I actually it was actually went three, took all the weight out of it at one point. It went 720. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, uh, insanity uh, with regards to a junior dragster. Uh, uh, how quick those little dragsters are. Um, so I mean, and. Was it literally you turned 16 years old and, all right, I got my driver's license, so I'm going to hop in the Maverick? That was pretty much it. Actually, I turned 16. Uh, my birthday's in May, so it was right before racing season started, which actually worked out perfect. Sure. So, yeah, it, I got my license passes in the Maverick and we finished out the last half of the year there. With and that, so. have you always been... Well, since you started driving the Mavic, have you? I mean, I know it's, you've been driving the Mavic for a few years. Um, have you always been competing in TNT? Has it always been in TNT, basically? Uh, yes, we have. Yep. So, I mean, you're. I mean, you're basically. I, I guess I would call it. Uh, you know, a little uncommon in that you're kind of like me. In that, I mean, I grew up. I mean, I grew up pro tree throttle stop racing. That's all I know. Um, yeah. Um, and, you know, most people aren't, especially you know, younger racers. I mean, I guess you have the experience of the junior dragster, but, uh, yeah, most uh, younger racers aren't like that. Usually they, you know, kind of graduate into, uh, you know, doing the pro tree racing, but that's that's how you started out. Absolutely. It was actually up until about this year. I think it was this year when I started double classing. So I was running box and hot and, rod at the same time. Yep. So that's, I think... Getting that whole bracket racing knowledge and the pro tree knowledge is pretty pretty good. So now, when are you going to start foot brake racing? Uh, that's to be determined. <laughs> if the Mustang stays how it is, I might take that out and have a foot brake car. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. That, I would say is the would the Mustang would that fit into? I guess any of the crazy streetcar shootout type of stuff that they're doing out at uh, Empire these days? I don't think so, no. Is that, is, I mean, is, a, is a Mustang a full-blown race car at this point? Yes. Yeah, it'd be a straight bottom ball race car. Yeah. So that's, a, that's actually a cool picture. I like that picture. It's got to be your grandpa coming up to the window of the car you're staging at Lancaster. Uh, it's a, just a totally different angle, not one that you uh, typically see. That's got to be pretty recent, actually. 2016. Um, I'm say I'm seeing the yellow dashed line painted down the lane, and uh, I don't remember ever seeing that at Lancaster. Yeah, that was like that for a little while. I don't think it's there anymore, but it was like that for a little while. Just to show where the groove was. Right, right. Well, uh, yeah, it probably went away as... Uh, Sticky tires drove over it, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Progressively more challenging to find it. Yeah, yeah. 
So overall, uh, I mean, you, you got to be pretty pleased. I mean, I'm sure you're a little disappointed, I guess, that you weren't able to take home the championship. But you got to be pretty pleased with the second place finish in, in Hot Rod this year. Absolutely. Yeah. When the season started off rough, I couldn't buy around. I was actually in the dumps pretty hard on myself about at that point. Yeah. And July 4th weekend came around. We had uh, the race of champions and two races at Grand Bend. Yep, yep. Along with that 5 times 5 there, the bracket race. And that weekend, I made 26 passes in three days. <laughs> and that's what, that's what I needed. And I actually did pretty good on Saturday and Sunday. And that's from that point forward, it was just a turning point. And, uh, you know, you, you, you made up, obviously, a lot of ground, and you end up having a, a good season and hopefully, you know, get your confidence back, you know, a little bit uh, finishing up. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm sure at this point, you know, part of the plan for 2020, I almost said 2019, for 2020 is going to be uh, to try and, you know, go home as the TNT champ. Uh, I guess... What else are you looking towards doing in 2020? Uh, 20, right now, the plan is to hit um, a couple D3 NHRA races. Okay. A couple D1 NHRA races. The um, Basically, all the TNT races. And maybe a couple big money bracket races in between. So you're definitely gonna you're gonna turn up the uh, the wick on the traveling for 2020. Yeah, I think it's about time. <laughs> I don't mind the traveling. We have the equipment to do it, and if I could drive the rig, then I might as well. I would say, uh, would your grandpa go with you? I'm assuming. Yeah, absolutely. He'd go. I have to say that uh, you'll never hear me talk about how great the division races are from a money standpoint. Um, right. It's pretty much a money loser the instant you pull out of your driveway. Um, yeah, I agree. <laughs> but I have to say, as a young man, early in his racing career, I would highly encourage you to do it for a couple of reasons. Um the least of which isn't the fact that uh, going on the road and spending uh, time with your grandpa like that is uh, invaluable. Um, me and my uncle did that back in the early 2000s, did a lot of traveling together, and uh, I cherish those memories. And uh, you will do the same uh, 20 Absolutely. years from now when you look back and like, yeah, that was a great time. I'm really glad that uh, I spent that time with my grandpa. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I think a lot of the reason, too, is when you go to the division races, you're racing with different people. Yep. And I think that's only going to make you a better racer. Oh, yeah. Is you race different people and not the same 16 people every week. <laughs> I will say uh, the tough thing about racing the same people every week is they know your car, know your tendencies, and everything Absolutely. else that go along with yep. it, right? Uh Absolutely, you know, you know, they know your game right. at that point. Right. So yeah, I will say that I always liked being. I, I liked when I first started traveling. I liked traveling and lining up against people, knowing that these people had no idea who I was, and right. probably there weren't as many little series like there are now. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that people had to be like, "Oh, who is this chump?" Um, he's probably never raced super gas in his life before, and uh, this should be an easy out for me. And you know, not knowing that at the time, it's like nice Lancaster. Job. Lancaster was racing super gas every Friday night, um, so it's like I probably had more runs in super gas than they did. Um, but I always loved, like I said, looking over and thinking to myself, "Yes, I'm on, on paper, I'm the underdog, but uh, this guy's in for a really big surprise." <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> And, and not that I, it's not that I went and, you know, turned the world, you know, set the world on its ear or anything like that. But uh, you, you'll certainly enjoy that. And, uh, you know, you'll enjoy the competition and you'll you'll make friends. I mean, just like I did, too. I mean, Absolutely. there's people that, you know, friends that I made from all over the Northeast that, that people that I met at the track. And 
it's funny too because you you walk away with different perspectives you know you see people that have success and they're in national dragster all the time and you're like oh yeah geez this guy's i'm sure you know pompous and you know high on high on himself and thinks he's great and uh then you go meet him at the track and they're like this guy's the nicest guy i ever met <laughs> right yeah which is uh which is true i mean most racers out there i mean they're out there doing it for fun and they're generally good people um generally not everybody but generally are good people most people so what are you thinking are you thinking uh norwalk early in the year i'm assuming uh norwalk is the plan for the first race yeah i say you got to do norwalk uh um whereabouts in in the buffalo area do you live uh, i live in niagara falls in niagara falls okay yeah. yeah 20 minutes north of buffalo yeah yeah i mean that's being originally from Buffalo, that's a Buffalo area to me. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Norwalk obviously would be the closest division race for you. Um, yeah. And no it's other. actually it's weird because it's the closest one to us, but yet it's not a division for right. us. Right, right. But, yeah, yeah. so we're going to do Norwalk, and then the plan is Norwalk, New Media, and Lebanon Valley so far. Have you been to New Media uh, yet? What's that? Have you been to New Media yet? I have not. I love that track. (laughs) I've heard good things about it. Yeah, I love that track. Uh, Jason does love that track. (laughs) If you can, uh, if you can get there early, make sure you get there early so you can. uh, I guess uh, spend Friday night. Usually, I think it's when everybody goes over to Knobles, the family amusement park. so you get there early, get your time runs in, get parked, and uh, then go over to Knobles, and that's that's great. And uh, the birch beer and the pierogies is great. And if you can swing it, get there early and get a parking spot down at the end of the track because the elevated pits um, give you a fantastic view of the racing. It's, uh, Good yeah. to know, yeah. And <laughs> now everybody else going knows that too. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a race. Uh yeah, just it's a really like I said, I've just always loved going there. I was disappointed when NHRA stopped going there for a while. Um, actually, I don't. Yeah, yeah, they had a division race there this year because uh, Rob Keister had uh, their race the week before the division event, so you could go to that race and then leave your rigs there. That's right. We talked to him about that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wanted to go, but uh, unfortunately, we were just car wise, we were in no condition to be able to go. So next um, year. I'm hoping Phil and I have already talked about uh, we'd like to do a little bit of traveling as well. Uh, yeah. Now that the car actually goes straight and doesn't try and kill me every pass, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it'd be nice. It'd be nice to go someplace. And I actually haven't been to Norwalk. I haven't raced at Norwalk. I'm going to say this quietly since before Tyler was born. <laughs> <laughs> I, d- to have race. You, have you got enough passes in that car now? The Camaro. Yeah. Yeah. The in the Camaro itself. Yep to where you're not going to be anticipating the correction that you've had to make. I mean, you've got muscle memory. Your instinct is going to tell you to correct the car. So the you answer got passes to get that out? The answer is no. 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 The the last Jeez, the last time we took the car out was when we finally verified that the car was going straight and we had it fixed. And I want to say it was the I think I made 5 passes on that last day, let's yeah. call it. And the fourth pass i had the gopro in the car and i turned the wheel to the left to correct for something that wasn't there um so yeah no i'm gonna guess that you're gonna see that probably for the first you know couple of races that i go out that i'm just gonna have this instant reaction i'm so used to yanking that steering wheel hard left to correct uh for it uh the good news is that you know the first oh couple of seconds you're on the throttle stop anyways so you know you yanking the if you do yank the steering wheel hard left you're really not going to do much to it just because you're only going 10 miles an hour probably at that point in time but um yeah no it's uh, it's going to take some getting used to for yeah. sure it's a nice problem to have though oh uh, yeah <laughs> i would much rather have to all right just you know hold the wheel straight rather than figure out uh, oh my god i'm gonna die oh yeah, I don't wish, uh, I will say that I don't wish that kind of struggle uh, on anybody. That was uh, pretty nasty. 
We got another question coming in, uh, coming from a. I'm loving this. Uh, a hot rodder's background, because you so often you see people when they do their upgrades to hot rods and stuff like that. The front end that they choose is a Mustang too. Yep. How does that translate to when you're racing old cars from from drag racing like this? Now, I understand that there's there's some holes in the question in that because it's it's not necessarily an old car. It's just an old body. It might have been built much more recently than that. But at the same, you don't see people going and throwing a Camaro front end. And we went through all of all of Tyler's car, and it was Ford everywhere except for the transmission. But I mean, to to better answer that question. What is the front end of choice when we talk about the Ford nine inch and the Chevy small block and stuff? It's generally a Mustang too. Yeah. Um, I would guess. Uh, does your car have rack and pinion on it, uh, Tyler? Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure to be honest with you. I would say my so my Corvette doesn't. So my Corvette is original stock steering on the Corvette, so it still has the '63 Corvette steering box. Um, but in the in my garage, I mean, at one point in time, my dad had said, "All right, yeah, we're gonna you know cut the front end off and put struts on it." And uh, as part of that, so you put a rack and pinion on it, and the rack and pinion that I have in the garage is a Mustang II rack and pinion. Um, and I will say that you know, Strange and uh, Mark Williams, they all make their own. After aftermarket rack and pinions but they're all based pretty much off of the right. mustang 2 rack and pinion that is the, the the rack and pinion of choice or at least it was unless there's something that is really cutting edge that i'm not aware of sure um but yeah that's it's that's the one to use right another ford product <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and that gets stuffed under everything right <laughs> <laughs> You name it, from 1930 up until... <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, in Phil's car, so Phil's car has a rack and pinion in it, the Camaro, uh. and I mean, I am 99% sure that it is the... It's a, it's, a, it's a strange, but, yeah. you know, rack and pinion, but yeah, it's a Mustang 2, based on a Mustang 2 design. Right, um, even the Camaro. Yeah, yeah, they're just, I mean, they're lightweight and pretty rugged, and so I would say... I, I'm loving, like I said, I'm loving the uh, the questions that we're getting tonight. Uh, people bored sitting at home? Is that why uh, we got more people um, watching? Uh, I we caught uh, we caught a couple people uh, home. Is is more or less what happened? Is is we caught them on a Wednesday with nothing on deck tomorrow. So whereas they would usually be working sure. through the course of their week and yeah. et cetera, we caught them home. So we got some got some questions coming in and. It's nice to have. <laughs> it is nice to have. Yeah, like I said, I uh, I like it. I mean, I know we've uh, in the past we've uh, you know done the call in show. I mean, I'd be perfectly con- you know perfectly happy you know having the viewers you know send in questions whether it be through Facebook or YouTube or you know I, I would say obviously we didn't have Tyler on the phone. I mean, I wouldn't even care if they they called in and asked questions. I'm sure. totally totally cool with that. But yeah, that's uh, yeah, nice. I'm glad that uh, the audience is uh, engaged. Yes, uh, hanging on every word. <laughs> you know can't turn away from the screen you know, looking at my beautiful face right uh, uh so tyler we didn't i didn't get a chance to ask you i did want to ask you uh so what are you uh what are you taking in school uh right now i'm in business administration it's a two-year degree through a community college okay just started out with it um i'm there part-time i don't know if i'm gonna go back or not but We'll see. It's been a struggle. So now you're on on all of the race cars. It says Haleen's. Is it automotive or performance on the side? Uh, it's Haleen's automotive. Okay. All right. So I'm assuming that your family owns uh, uh, a repair shop uh, somewhere in the Niagara Falls area. Yeah, it's uh, automotive accessory shops. So we basically do like your lift kits, wheels, tires, uh, snow plows. We do mainly that stuff. Okay. And uh, is your did your grandpa start that business? Yep, he's uh, he's still there, still working. My dad's still there. I'm there, and then we have one other guy working for us. All right, that's uh, that's pretty cool. And uh, um, so, are you thinking of potentially not going back because of the fact that uh, you know your plan really is to continue to work at Haleen's? Uh, yes and no. I feel like mainly a lot of it is I'm starting to realize that. I need knowledge I'm going to use, and I'm going to learn from the shop anyway. I'm not really learning the knowledge I need to through school, I guess you could say. 
Well, yeah, then, uh, I mean, clearly, I'm not going to dissuade you from going to school, right? Because you might be able right. to learn something from an expert that uh, you wouldn't necessarily just learn on your own. Um, but, yes, at the same point in time, if you're learning stuff at school that really is not applicable or useful to you, then I, I tell my kids, you know, college is about an investment in yourself, right? And it's Absolutely. what is the return that you're going to get on that investment? And if you're going to spend a whole bunch of money to go to school and get nothing out of it, well, then that was money wasted. I mean, absolutely, yep, agreed. Uh, I was trying to think of. I was going to. I was going to say something you could do with the money, but I can't say that since this is a family show. Nope. So, uh, and we actually have to. We have to fill out a document before we make the show. The, to let YouTube know that we are in accordance with the uh, Ch- <laughs> Family Guidelines Privacy Protection Act. So, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> why is it just, yes. just just stay in that? I, I can I can relate to that, man. The, uh, that was a very very expensive piece of paper, and and I was doing what I was doing while I was in school, and now I'm really regretting some of it because I've gotten further along in in the education part of my career. Right. I, I would, I really wish that I would have gotten, um, a different, you know, I, I graduated from, from St. John Fisher, but I would have probably been better suited if I would have invested that time into a different major and, and pursued a teaching career. Now, had I known I was going to end up here, you know, sure. because I, 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 I know exactly what, what Tyler's saying. I don't want to sit in a classroom and have somebody want, want, want me. And then I got to go read a page right. out of a, out of a, several pages out of a textbook right. and write a reflection paper that they're going to throw on the floor. And if it falls in the 85 bin, I got an 85 and it falls in the hundred bin, I get a hundred. Right. Know, I'm not interested in that. Right. Nope. <laughs> yeah. And you talk about, you know, from a business standpoint, you know, obviously every business is different and unique and what might work for, let's call it general corporate America, isn't necessarily going to work at a doctor's office, isn't going to work at an automotive accessories business. Right. Um, right. So to sit there and have someone preach to you about, oh, well, what you need to do is X, Y, and Z. It's like, how would you know? <laughs> right. Right. I, I was really hoping that Tyler was going to say uh, he didn't want to go back to school because he was going to become a self-made millionaire driving the Die Hard Five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, say, plan. Uh, I like that plan. <laughs> Well, I was saying, yeah, so, I mean, next year, I mean, you're going to go to three division races. And uh, so after that, you'll be, after you win all three of them, you'll <laughs> only be like, you know, a couple of thousand dollars in the hole. Um, <laughs> yeah, the division, I mean, the division races are cool because of the fact, yeah, not only do you race against different competition in larger fields, but you're also now racing for a Wally as well. Um, right, yeah. And, uh is no TNT actually they race quarter mile the last race of the year right so yeah yep I would say but for the most part I mean all the racing that you've done with TNT over the last few years has all been eighth mile racing so that's kind of another cool thing you get to race more quarter miles so that's neat but uh um yeah you're definitely not doing it for the money by any means um no we're gonna probably hit the assets 10ks I'd like to do them this year yeah that's that's where you can make some money we talked yeah. talk with Esta, and they're, they're interested in coming on the show when we get closer to March. Yep. And when they initially had said that, it was like, wow, that's a long ways away. And then it's starting to seem far closer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. Seems how December is coming in a matter of days. Yeah, actually, I'd like to have Vince Mussolino on the show. I mean, he's not too far from here. Vince is in the Syracuse area, and mm-hmm. Vince has been the one that's kind of been instrumental in having the 10K races uh, out at Esta. So it's like, yeah, I'd love to have him uh uh, have him on and uh, um, but I mean yeah obviously we, we've had uh, well we had Sal Biondo on we didn't have Peter but we had Sal Biondo and you know the, the fling races right I mean um, yeah. again big dollar races and uh, that that's kind of for me I mean traveling yes I'd like to go ahead a couple of divisionals like you but um, that's on my bucket list I guess is uh, is I'd want to compete in one of the fling races here before uh, um, I turn back to dust again um <laughs> Bad and the, the SFG races seem like a pretty cool deal too. I'd like yeah. to do one of them. Yeah, yeah, and I've uh, I've heard good uh, good things about those races too, and I have not had an opportunity to uh, to race at any of those. Jeez, uh, uh, I mean, the biggest problem with the fling races these days is well, the last one they had sold out in what five minutes or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. 
same thing with the SFG races. They're doing the same thing, and it's it's hard to, I mean, especially when no one else has come out with their schedule yet. Right. And Chris, you, probably, hard to, you you haven't seen it, I'm sure. But uh, so for the, I don't know which fling it is. I don't know if it's just the first one in Vegas, but it was like, oh, okay, yeah, set up your payment plan now. It's like, you know, we'll, you know, take three easy payments, you know, send us your credit card and we'll take three easy payments of, uh, you know, $500 each time to, to pay for your entry. And um, that's, that's, that sounds like it's going bad. Well, I mean, that's the, the cool part is that you're racing for hundreds of thousands of dollars, but at the same point in time, yeah, you're talking about ponying up thousands of dollars in entry fee and buybacks um now maybe tyler is independently wealthy um (laughs) i am not (laughs) so yeah i agree with you that's that's the one hard thing with going to those races is you got to be willing to throw cash at it yeah Uh, Yeah. that's a challenge but i mean how many opportunities do you have to compete or not so even necessarily compete. How, how many? Yeah, how many chances do you have to put yourself in that you're going to have the opportunity to win? You know, five hundred thousand dollars. Right. We talk about those twenty. Right. And you never know. I mean, it could happen. Oh, absolutely. It, your, yeah. day, your day could be that day, and you just never know. Right. And 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 that now you start betting on yourself. You know. Oh when yeah. We talk about how that oh, yeah. those twenty k, thirty k, even those fifty k to win bracket races is not really life changing money. Right. But it is. It is helpful. Fifty. Or excuse me, five hundred. That's oh, yeah. life changing. Yeah, five hundred is life changing. <laughs> that will sure. change things fast. Yeah. yeah. Now, granted, I don't think anybody. I'm sure every one of those super huge dollar races has all been a split. Um, but you know, I'm guessing. I don't know for sure, but I would guess that whoever won the 500k race had to have gone home at least with a hundred thousand dollars, even after all the splits. Um, oh yeah. And. Yeah, even if you said, you know what, I'm not going to take any of this money and use it for bills. This is my my lifestyle, and everything else is all going to stay the same. This is just going to be my racing money. It's like I could race a long time on a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, and I think what you'll see is you know people you know if you were to win a race like that, you know, a guy's going to get himself a new trailer probably, and uh, hey. yeah, like me, I get so. <laughs> I would say that's when you know things have gone bad for me is when I'm entering the five hundred thousand dollar to win races to try and drum up money so I can get myself a new trailer. Huh? <laughs> that's a rough. That's a rough go. <laughs> yeah, that's the old. All right, I'm just going to play this one more hand of blackjack. I'm sure I'll win this time to get myself out of the hole. Right. Huh. Yeah. Right. Just one more pull. Right, right. <laughs> so we're at uh, 8.02, Tyler, which uh, typically happens. You get into having a good conversation, and the hour just flies by. Flies yeah. by. Um, I mean, we've spent, uh, obviously, a little bit of time talking about what your plans were for 2020. And, uh, you know, is there anything that we didn't touch on for 2020 or anybody that you wanted to, I guess, uh, you know, kind of talk about here before we say, all right, we're going to wrap the show up? No, I think we pretty much hit everything on my the top of my head anyway. All right. Well, certainly, uh, um, obviously, you know, you know, your your dad and your grandpa have obviously big uh, been big influences. Uh, anybody else that you need to thank other than the two of them and Haleen's Automotive? Uh, Just basically them too. My whole family, my mom, my grandma, my brother and sister for giving me all the support and. Uh, all my friends, family, everyone that we raced with. I mean, it's nice to have some group of guys around, and it's been fun. Well, hopefully this year you find even more fun. We wish you the best of luck as, as you go to the divisional Absolutely. races. Absolutely, thank you. And uh, we appreciate you coming on the show and hanging out with us for a little while. Um, keep us posted how things are going, and we'll check in with you in the springtime after you get a couple races under your belt and see how things are progressing. Will do. Thank you very much. Thanks, man. We'll see you later. Thanks for joining us, Tyler. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. Have a great Thanksgiving. You too. There goes Tyler Helene, second place in TNT point standings last year and looking to expand on that this this coming season with the family-owned Die Hard 5. That's it's so cool to see Die Hard 6 on the nose of the junior. Oh, that is cool. That was cool. And I, I assume that there was Die Hard 7 and 8 
somewhere probably yeah all the different ones that is pretty wild i will say the race car naming is something that i miss i yeah there was a picture there at the end. The other reason that I put it up was I wanted to see what the other one said next to his, his oh. car. It was, the, it was like black or purple car in the background. And the uh, the name of that one was the Money Machine. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Take that one how you will, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's uh, like I said, it's definitely something that I miss. I mean, my dad never had a name on the Corvette. Uh, I mean, some guys never did. They never named their cars. But, I mean, in the 70s, I would guess that Geez, would I say 75%? I don't know if I would say 75. Maybe, though. Uh, 75% of the cars out there had names on the side of them. And, you know, certainly all the fuel cars did for the most part. Yeah. And then it was, hey, instead of putting a name on the side, why don't I put Budweiser on the side and I can make myself a bazillion dollars and... I could always name my car the Budweiser King. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then once that happened, that's when pretty much all those uh, all the names went uh, by the wayside. Yeah. But that's a uh, yeah, that's cool. It's 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 neat that the car is still named that way, and mm-hmm. you know they got so if his grandpa was running, so his grandpa's probably the age my uncle and my dad, you know, racing back at Niagara. So I mean, it's been basically fifty years that they've been drag racing as a fifty, so well, it's almost sixty mm-hmm. uh, years as a family that they've been racing. Uh, and yeah, to keep that tradition going of having the name on the car is uh, is, is definitely cool. And I like the, the the paint scheme, simple. Oh yeah, yellow with the black. Yep, simple. You know, red letters on the side. It's a good looking car. Yeah, it is a good looking car for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess uh, again, I'm dating myself, but I I like the Vegas Mavericks, Monzas, and stuff like that if they're if they're done right. And yeah, Tyler's car is definitely done right. Tony Schumacher named his car. Do you know what it was? From way back before he got into fuel? But, oh, well, he was driving a jet car first. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'm not quite reading the question the right way. We got we to gotta get out of here anyway, but interesting. We'll be able to follow up on that. I think, I think we have stumbled on a, a pretty regular listener now. Wants to at least interact. No, okay. <laughs> Perfect, right? <laughs> we want that. I would say it's if only they, taken 74 episodes. <laughs> I would say if they, uh, if they live close to Seneca Falls, we'll uh, make them our studio audience, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can come in and unlock everything for us, right? right. <laughs> awesome. Well, I, I guess we've covered everything that we're going to cover. I think so. Cool. It was a good one. Uh, again, we're going to be shifting back to our regular schedule for the next one on the 12th we'll be back on a thursday right well that's going to be a busy episode too it's going to be a packed house it is going to be a packed house uh so yeah chris scarlotta randy jewel ben height and uh uh justin machete are going to be joining us on the show and uh chris coming off of his uh twenty thousand dollar to win race uh down at one of the loose rocker uh foot brake races uh i think it was south carolina it might have been north carolina but one of the carolinas down there sure. and uh um, so yeah, fresh off of that last weekend, and I'm glad they're all going to be joining us. Uh, Randy, I've been trying to get him and Chris uh, on the show for quite a while, so it should be uh, should be a good show. Right on, should be good. We'll be back on December the 12th. We look forward to seeing you then. Have a great Thanksgiving. We'll see you next time. That's going to do it for us here on the final round, episode 74 in the books. We'll see you then. This has been the Final Round Drag Racing Podcast, coming to you live from the FingerLakesOne.com studios in downtown Seneca Falls, New York. We'll see you right back here again in two weeks. Thanks for watching.